Welcome to Nerd Sports. Today we're going to talk about how to stop an alien invasion in the uh, 1870s. We need Will Smith. No, we need Daniel Craig. I was watching Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, right. Yeah, That was a good movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. Hence, okay. uh, Kevin, so, uh, Kevin Feige, not Kevin Feige, John, John. Oh, God, I can't even remember his name. John Lithgow? No, uh, the guy that did uh, directed Iron Man and is Happy Hogan. In oh, Iron John Farbo? John Farbo. Yeah, that's why. Okay. So. We're finishing up our uh, stuff from uh, what the hell episode, uh, and I uh, did you read the title of that one? Yeah, Halloween <laughs> Kills. I think this is what we were talking about. Someone messaged me after after that. He's like, because I I put in. It's like I don't know what happened with this one. We talked about Halloween Kills that the first stuff, and it just went a shit. And he was like, Yeah, I saw that. That was weird. That was really weird. Okay. So let me get into this. All right. So baseball. All right. Yeah. Everybody knows. Hey, Johnny's a Red Sox fan. That's not a fucking national security risk, you know, type secret. Okay. Um, I think it might be. Well, guess what? I probably just lost my clearance. Um <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, um, Red Sox had a good run. Um, yeah, they, they lost lose. to the Astros. Yeah, they lost to the Astros uh, in six games. You know what? The offense. I mean, they just they 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 fell asleep. They you know scored like one run over the last twenty three innings of the entire series. They got shut out in Game Six. Yeah. Like really, okay. So their pitching made an adjustment. I'm not going to say that Houston was cheating. I, that's not up to me. There are people who get paid a whole lot more, hell of a lot more money than I do to figure that kind of stuff out. And if they did, and then they can prove it, then, hey, good on them. But until such time, you know, uh, unlike the majority of the legal system in our country, for at least now, they're innocent until proven guilty. So, um, <clears throat> they just, I mean, they... Both teams came to play, and it was a good six-game series. Um, you know, so the Astros have been kind of handing it to the Red Sox all year long anyway. And at the beginning of the season, whenever pitchers and catchers started reporting for spring training and everybody started, all these pundits and all these experts started coming together, and they were looking at – how the Red Sox were supposed to finish. And they were projecting them anywhere from like 81 to 82. I think some people had them as high as 85 wins. I think there was even a couple of articles out there that had them projected to finish below 500 for the year. Point is, they weren't even supposed to be anywhere near the playoffs. They were supposed to maybe finish fourth in, divi- in, the, in the division behind Tampa Bay, New York, and uh, Toronto. So if... A 92-win season, you, and, you know, is, I mean, that's, that's a successful season right off the bat. 92 wins, okay? 
But if you're going to sit there and tell me that they went on this really deep playoff run where they not only knocked off the Yankees, but they beat the number one seed defending American League champion Tampa Bay Rays in the divisional series. And then got within two wins of going to the World Series. I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean as much as I like to uh, pull your uh, court where you act like you're going to you're about to mur- uh, murky murk me. But <laughs> right, but in in all fairness, uh, looking at the data and everything like that, and yes, I did look at the data. Uh, they, they, if you looked at what, what everybody's prospect of what they were gonna uh, do that year or this year, they they shouldn't even have gone to the uh, even come to the races. Yeah, no, and then. <laughs> Being a Red Sox fan is uh it's a stressful occupation. Um I mean we didn't have this juggernaut of a team like we did in 2018, where they finished basically wire to wire in first place. They had the best record. Um now they had second best record in baseball behind the Dodgers, because the Dodgers hosted the World Series. But um they had the best record in the American League at 108 wins. I mean, I think they finished the season like 113 wins total if you count the playoffs. Um, well, no, eight. If, anyways, whatever. They had a really great team in 2018, and they were the heavy favorites. I mean, absolute heavy favorites. Um, they had they had to beat. Um, they had to beat New York in the divisional round that year they also had to play houston in the alcs that in 2018 and beat them so it's not like they had the easiest play you route through the playoffs so but for the 2021 edition of the boston red sox you know i i can hang my head on this season and say i'm absolutely proud of the squad um they've they they gave us plenty to complain about over the course of the se- over the course of the season sure absolutely they did but at the end of the day, you know, again, 92 wins. They beat the Yankees and the Rays in the playoffs and then came within two wins of going to the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, it, dude, I'll take that all day long. So, you know, congratulations to the Houston Astros, you know, and I don't say that begrudgingly. I mean, they put on it. I mean, their offense really woke up at the right time. Um, and their pitching made the right adjustments and started pitching our hitters a lot differently. They started pitching them on the inside and jamming them a lot. And, and they, our, our guys just for whatever reason, couldn't make the adjustments. Um, so, you know, Hey, good, good job, Houston. Um, now that being said on the national league side of the equation, I absolutely wanted the, the Atlanta Braves to beat the Dodgers totally did. And the dot and, and 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 the and the and the Braves pulled it off. They beat the defending world champions. Dodgers are going home. They're going to be like everybody else. They're going to watch the World Series from the fucking couch. Um, the Braves uh, going back to the World Series for the first time in like twenty two years, something like that. I mean, it's it's been a long ass time. Um, you know, I mean, you, you just 
Atlanta has a good core of people, and they're going to be there for a long time. You've got the youth, uh, the Ronald Acuna Juniors. You've got the Freddie Friedman. Freddie Friedman, he's kind of like the senior statesman of the team. Um, but <laughs> I say that, and the guy's still really young. But he's getting to play in his first World Series. He came up with the Braves. He's been a Brave his entire Major League career. He's getting to go to the World Series with him. Um, I know that he was the subject of some trade talk earlier this season during the uh, just before the trade deadline hit, but uh, he managed to not get get himself traded, stayed with the team, and they navigated their way through the through, through the playoffs. And I'm absolutely going to pull for Atlanta in in the World Series, and it's not because I don't like the Astros. Don't get me wrong i I have a a healthy dislike of the Astros. But I I really want to see for if anything else, I'm rooting for the Braves because of you know because of our friend Zach Medford. Um, I mean, the, I just want to see the tomahawk chop. That's all uh, I yeah. want to see. You know, and it was funny because you had some people on these message boards on on uh, like baseball talk, uh, the baseball talk page on Facebook, and they're like, "Oh, that thing is so offensive." I want the Dodgers to win, so I don't have to listen to that through the whole World Series. And people were like, "Go fuck yourself!" <laughs> like seriously, get go fuck woke, yourself, Chauncey. I mean, it's one of those being woke fucks a lot of shit up. I mean, look at Demi Lovato. Yeah, right. I mean, of course, you know, she said that 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 her overdose did cause brain damage. So I'm just kind of like, maybe that's a little bit of it. I don't know, but that's what I'm. But it, it goes against people that have you know actual brain damage and everything like that from legitimate reasons. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying that all brain damaged people are being woke here or are are woke. Whatever, I'm just saying that being woke. I even hate using that term because it just sounds so illiterally ignorant. You know, it's like, ugh. In my opinion, in my what? opinion, what it is, is is people go through daily lives and everything without being hateful for uh, something. And they have a switch and, and something just switches it. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to speak my uh, thoughts. They go out, they speak their thoughts. There's other people that, uh, speak their thoughts with them and it starts a cult uh, cult mentality and everything and pretty soon uh there's one guy that ends up just you know they all get short everybody. haircuts they all wear flannel they all uh, they wear spanks the, the, that are the like leader, the leader basically bangs everybody yeah there you go that's the only um, reason why you, you you make your own cult is so you can you can bang as many people as you possibly can Right. In front now, of their husbands. To, right. <laughs> but getting back to the to the subject here. It's a power play. Um, do what? I said, I said it's a power play. Just like when yeah, you go it to, it's like when you go to the urinal and you just drop your pants all the way to the ground and you start using you know using the restroom. It's called a power play. Hey, hey, don't look at me like that. I'm not the one that said that actually. You know who the person that said that was? Evan Hafer. I was going to say enlighten the rest of the class. 
<laughs> it was Evan Hay for this. So it was like, that's a power play. That's what you got to do. I was like, what? okay, so fine. On December 4th, whenever we go to that opening in Plano, if he goes into the restroom, I'm going to follow him in there just to do the power play. <laughs> I'm going to be like, drop. Uh, and he's going to be like, bro, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's a power play. I thought that if at the very least you'd be the one to recognize it. But staring at my ass, Ivan. You know? <laughs> Anyways, getting back to us. And I think that it's just uh, more than slightly poetic here that Major League Baseball took the All-Star game away from Atlanta because of the voter protection laws, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't care what math you use, voter protection laws are not racist. In fact, if you claim that they're racist, that makes you the bigger bigot because you're insinuating that the people that you're claiming to protect are too ignorant to go out and get an ID card when they've already got one to drive cars. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I, I try to have this argument with people and uh, with the people that are trying to do that argument. And they're like, well, it's this. It's it's this. It's just like, so you're racist. Just say you're racist. Just just go ahead and just say you're racist. Because apparently I believe that they can do these things. I don't have to be told that they can't because I know it's not real. And right. it's like, no, it's this. It's, I was like, are you saying they can't do that themselves? So you're being racist. And he's like, I'm not being racist. It's like, yeah, you are. You're, you're saying these people are below you to the point where they can't understand how to get an ID or fill out a form to vote. Uh, that, uh, 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 we'll just have yeah, to agree it's to funny when that logic blows up in their face. Anyways, oh, yeah. getting back to our point. Um, so they removed the all-star game from Atlanta as a kind of like a, a political statement right yeah it's like okay major league baseball are you a sporting entity or are you an entity that that governs a sport or are you a political party can't have both you know pick one or the other so they decided to move the game to colorado okay well the game turned out okay all right whatever but it's almost like the Braves stood up and said you know what hold my beer and they went out and they went on a mission and they just, they put together a season that wasn't by, by stamp, by a lot of standards. I mean, it was a, it was a winning season. They had an 88 win season, but they just, they, 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 they got hot and went on this huge run during the postseason. I mean, exactly when they needed to do it. And, you know, the games that they dropped, I mean, I think maybe one of them was a blowout, but the rest of them were really close. So, you know, but they, they, they brought, they brought the, the, the center of the baseball world back to Atlanta. Now, granted, tomorrow night is game one, and it's going to be in Houston because Houston had the better record, so Houston gets to host it. They're going to be considered the home team, so games one and two – are going to be in Houston, and then games three, four, and five will be in Atlanta, and then six, seven, if necessary, come back to Houston. But well, the thing I like, I like about uh, like about it is uh, Atlanta is actually getting uh, what they were supposed to get with the All Star games, three, yeah, times. right, and that's the point that I was making is the fact that you know they they the, the, all of these businesses that lost so many millions of dollars because the all-star game disappeared. They're going to get that back threefold now because 
you're looking at a potential three games that the baseball world is going to be focused on your city, yeah, your team, you know? So whereas baseball decided to punish a city, that team took that city, that area, that state for all intents and purposes on their back and said, we're going in. They went in, they went to battle. I mean, they went to war with everybody and they, they put together a pennant winning season. They won the national league pennant and they did it against a very good Dodgers team. <clears throat> now, granted the Dodgers came in as a wild card, but they still had a better record than the Braves did. The Braves just had a higher seed than they did just based on the virtue of them winning their division. Whereas the Dodgers didn't. So I think that this is going to be a really great series. Um, I, man, you know, I want to try to shy away from picking a winner in the, in, in a certain amount of games, because when I did that for Boston, they ended up shit in the bed, but I, I do like to, I, I do want to pick uh, Atlanta to win this series. Um, I think that they're very capable of doing it just because of the style of baseball that they play. Um, because the American league's all set up for power and, but the, the national league's got its fair share of power hitters, but they're pitching is on point. I'm absolutely on point. So when, in the, when the Braves come to Houston and they play in the American league park, pitchers aren't going to get to hit. They're going to get the luxury of the designated hitter. So you're going to see some good, uh, some back and forths. Now, what I'm going to be interested to see is the 70, 74 year old Dusty Baker, who is the manager for the, for the, for the Astros. He's still looking for his first world series ring. You know, so um, I, I want, I, I, I would like to see him finally get a ring, but I, I really, do I think that his career would be complete without it? Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of really great players that, that graced a baseball diamond at the major league level and never won a World Series championship. I mean, just to name a few, we're talking about people like uh, Johnny Pesky. We're talking about uh, Carl Yaskrimski, Yus- Ted Williams. Yeah, I know I'm naming off a lot of Red Sox players, but uh, King Griffey Jr. for you know to 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 say for one, uh, Edgar Martinez. Uh, you know, it's it just there's so many players that never want to. Uh, they never even had never haven't even been to a world series now tony gwynn one of the arguably 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 i cannot say that word tonight arguably whatever it's safe to say that he is one of the best if not the best hitter to ever play the game tony gwynn played his entire career for the san diego padres he played in one world series and it was against the yankees he got to go to a world series but he never won he, he unfortunately, when the Padres went to the World Series, they were playing against one of those really great '90s team, you know, '90s Yankees teams. But I, I, I really, I'd like to see again. I'd like to see Dusty Baker get his first World Series ring. I just don't want it to be this year, you know. So uh, I, I look for Atlanta to to, to kind of put a, a an ex, or exclamation point on this season by, by bringing home the world, t- world series title. 
um, and just to kind of give people in Atlanta something to freaking cheer about. I mean, good Lord, that city and sports have not meshed well in championships for a while now. You know, most notably the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, when they played Tom Brady and the Patriots in the, in the Super Bowl, the Patriots were trailing 28 to three at the half. And then it came back and ended up losing that game to the Patriots. Um, you're talking about one of the all-time greatest choke jobs in postseason history. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. The Atlanta Hawks. I mean, they, I mean, that's all I got to say is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Braves, this is their 10th World Series appearance for the Braves in franchise history. They've got one World Series title to show for it. Um, I'd like to see them get number two this year, and I really think that they're capable of getting it done. Um, scouting is going to be fast and furious on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, I mean, look for look for offensive explosive, you know, explosiveness from both Houston and Atlanta uh, coming out of the series. But I think pitching is going to take the it's it's pitching is going to make its way to the forefront, uh, and it, it's it's going to come down to who makes the least number of mistakes at you know on the mound, and I think Atlanta is going to be able to pull that off because if if the Dodgers would have managed to have gotten around Atlanta and made it to the World Series, the Dodgers would have taken. A, you know, a second consecutive World Series title. They really would have. And I would have found myself in a position to have begrudgingly been rooting for the Astros just because I can't stand, Do- you know, the, the the Dodgers. But why is that? It, it, the Dodgers are kind of like the West Coast version of the Yankees, man. They go out and they spend over $200 million on a fucking payroll. You know, they, they sit there and put all of this talent together. I think you said this last week, too. Yeah, I, I did. I totally forgot. Yeah, they and and it's not, and don't get me wrong. The Dodgers have got great history. I mean, you've got Fernando Venezuela, uh, an amazing pitcher, right? Yeah, Oral Hershiser. You got you know, I don't even want to put Clayton Kershaw on that in, in in that in that group, but I mean, you've got a lot of Dodger greats that have worn that uniform to include. Okay, Jackie let me Robinson. ask you. Let me ask you something. Okay, going. Do you still consider the Dodger name? As to going with, even if it, because Dodgers uh, were in uh, uh, New York first, right? Yeah, they were in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Brooklyn Dodgers. That's right. And they went from there to L.A. Do you still consider Babe Ruth still part of that? I mean, the legacy is Babe part Ruth of the never played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. He was a Red Sox. Then he went to the Yankees. When he was done with the Yankees, he went and played for the Boston Braves for one season until he ultimately retired from baseball. Oh, I thought he played for the Dodgers. Negative, Ghost Rider. Why do I think he – I don't know why, but I keep on – I know he played for the Yankees, but I forgot I, – I thought he played for the Dodgers. For like – No. No, no. Jackie Robinson played for the for, for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And he played for the Dodgers his entire career, even when they made their their move out to L.A. Now, do you but, do you do you con- still consider a lot of the heavy hitters from when they were in Brooklyn part of the Dodgers family still? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, because a lot of them stayed on the team when they made that move. Okay. You know, so 
um, you know, it, it's, and, and my disdain for New York sports is not synonymous with the Dodgers. I mean, I respect the history of the team, just like I respect the history of the Yankees. Okay. And I say that in all transparency as a Red Sox fan, I respect what the Yankees have been able to uh, to accomplish. Okay. You'll just never catch uh, anything with pinstripes or interlocking NYs in my house, nor on my body. There's just not enough holy water in the world to, to cure that kind of a burn. But, I I uh, once I want I want once wanted to see if it was like kryptonite too. As soon as I throw it out to you and everything like that, and it just it just I'll dodge, it, dude, it, it burns. It, it'll it'll be like average Joe's gym, and I will dodge the fuck out of that wrench. I won't <laughs> I won't even touch it. No, I won't even touch it. Um, a friend of mine who happens to be a Yankees fan, he uh slid the slid his Yankees hat over at me. And I took a pin off of his desk and I shoved it back over to him. Um, <laughs> it was funny because when I was married to my second wife, um, her mom and her stepdad went to New York. That's where he came back to, from, right? So he took her on vacation to New York to kind of show her where he was, you know, from and, you know, took her to New Jersey and all this other, you know, like anybody actually goes to fucking New Jersey on vacation. But anyway, I, I would, I would go to uh, Red uh oh fuck where was it where's it at the wherever uh the jane swallowed secret stash is that's the only reason why i would go to jersey anyway so they went to a game at yankee stadium and uh ticket stub had ichiro suzuki on it and they got it was like first thousand people or whatever got a free fucking Yankees hat when they walked through the gate, right? So they brought this ticket stub and this hat back from my my now 12-year-old, right? Brought it back for Colin. So my ex-wife, she pulls up into the driveway, brings the boys in. And uh, she's like, well, you get that stuff out on my, you know, on, on the passenger seat and bring it in the house for me. I'm like, yeah, all right, sure. So I go out there, open up the door, and there's this fucking Yankees hat sitting. And I'm like, fuck this. I picked up the whole stack of papers, and I flipped the hat out into the yard. I walked in the house. <laughs> and she's like, where's the hat? I said, it's in the yard. Why? I said, because that's where I threw it. Why? Because that shit ain't coming to my house. It's not fucking happening. I am not bringing that into the house. Well, my mom got it for calling. I'm like, I don't give a damn. It's not coming in this house. And she kind of went back and forth with me a little bit, begged and pleaded. I was like, all right, fine. But if you bring it in, if it comes in, you bring it in, and there's a box in the back of his closet. It goes in that box. I don't want to fucking see it, period. No, zip, zilch, nada, not happening. I don't care if Derek Jeter himself gave me an autographed jersey of his. I'd be like, uh, thanks, Jeter, but uh, can you put that shit in a bag? Because I'm not fucking touching it. <laughs> I don't care. I'm true to my allegiances. I, I will not. If, you know, in fact, 
I told my girlfriend, I said, uh, you know, if we ever go to visit New York City, yeah, I'd like to attend a game at Yankee Stadium just so I could knock that stadium off the list. But my photo op, you know how like people go to New Zealand and they take the the Lord of the Rings tour, right? And then they go to the yeah. top of Mount Doom and you get a picture of yourself pissing off the top of Mount Doom. Yeah. I want to get a picture of myself urinating on the side of Yankee Stadium with and my Red make, Sox gear. And, and, and then make it uh, a sticker so you can put it in the back on, on the back end of your car. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. It will be the most epic of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Angry Me production posts on Facebook. I, it, it, that, that would most certainly happen. I mean. You know you can get it made into a sticker so you can put it on your car, right? I know, man. It would but, be like a Calvin and Hobbes thing. But you would be the pri- prime Calvin. I, I would be Calvin. Yeah, I get it. Yes. I'd be Calvin. But. I would pay for it fine just because you said you'd pay for it i'll do it but uh you know I, like it, again i respect the the history of work i, I respect the the uh, the lineage that the yankees have put on the field um i just don't like the team i never have never will uh, i mean there's a lot of ball players that would rather retire than play for the new york yankees most notably king griffey jr uh and, and I love this story about him. Um, when his dad was still playing, he was traded from the Reds to the to the Yankees. And, you know, he was kind of excited about it. He's like, oh, this is going to be the Yankees. So his dad took him into the clubhouse one day before a game. And he's walking through the clubhouse, and he was like, he started noting how all of these other players were reacting towards his dad and treating his dad. And, you know, and he had decided, he, he, he had decided right then, that if he ever played professional baseball, that he would never, ever play for the Yankees. And pretty soon, yeah, he started playing professional baseball, as everybody knows, and it came time for him to become a free agent when he was in Seattle. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Yankees came at him with like a multi-year deal paying him like $158 million. I mean, it was going to be one of the biggest contracts in baseball history at the time. And he turned it down. Absolutely turned it down because he, he went back and he, re- he cited that instance, that, that incident at Yankee Stadium in the locker room. And he said, I promised myself that if I ever played professional baseball, I would never play for the New York Yankees. And I'm going to stay true to my word. And he did. And here comes Cincinnati, the team that his dad played for comes along and they're a smaller market team. So they can't afford to pay him as much. And he didn't really care. So he played there for like five, six years for like 30 something million dollars just because he wanted to be closer to home. So he went and played for, you know, he, he went and played Cincinnati for a while. And then Cincinnati traded under the Chicago white Sox for a little bit. And then after that, little stint was over he re-signed to come back home to seattle finished out his career there and uh you know he when he retired and he was inducted into the baseball hall of fame he retired or he was inducted as a member of the seattle mariners um he was the first person to for the mariners to have his jersey retired by the mariners bless you by the way thank you um did you hear the sneeze no i didn't Okay, cool. You, you muted it, but I, I saw yeah. this this buildup. Like, I mean, your face kind of went like that, you know. And 
Yeah, I know. You had that. You had that. It was a cross between. It, it looked like sloth about to have an orgasm. That's what your face did. I'll you were take like that. Uh, oh, you guys, you know. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby Ruth. Um, God, that's so disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder i wonder i wonder if there's a porno like that <laughs> so we could reference that shit now. Oh, 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 oh baby ruth yeah oh. ruth, 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 Oh dear God! Oh dear God! That's so uh, oh man! But um, yeah, I was talking game about one tomorrow night. Game one tomorrow night, seven o'clock Central Time, uh, eight Eastern on Fox. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the World Series being on Fox is the fact that I've got to listen to Joe Buck dribble on for fucking hours at a time. You now he does have John Smoltz in the booth with him. And kind of humbles Joe Buck a little bit, but it, it's still Joe Buck, you know, still Joe Buck. And I'm like, I hate that guy. I don't hate him. I'd shake his hand, get my picture taken with him. I just don't like listening to the guy call a damn ball game. I, I just really don't. I mean, if he were to become like the play by you know, like the, like the color analyst, that's fine. Give us somebody else to do the play by play. But you know, Joe Buck can call football. Fine, great, awesome. Let him do that. But as far as the World Series is concerned, I mean, yeah, it, unfortunately, he's there. So he's he's going to be there for a long time unless he does something that the cancel culture doesn't like, like has a fucked up tweet from like 20 years ago or something. I know Twitter didn't exist 20 years ago, but whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so it didn't, did it? No, it didn't. Um, hell, Facebook's not even 20 years old. No, it's not. It. All that stuff happened like 2006, 2007. Something like that, yeah. No. No. It happened in 2008 to 9. Yeah, well, see, there you go. <clears throat> MySpace, so, on the other hand, happened about that time frame. Yeah. God love MySpace and Tom. Tom was a good friend. I know. Right? Everybody's like, oh, you sold out. Oh, yeah, he sold out for like a billion dollars, and he spends the rest of his time traveling and doing whatever the hell he wants yeah they finally knocked down uh myspace yeah because it was open for like professional accounts yeah yeah um so tonight right now the seahawks are uh with uh see yeah they're they're up last time i checked yeah seahawks are up seven nothing right now um 9 43 left in the second quarter but uh oh and i was looking at your uh how many people played this week this weekend since uh was it a bye weekend it was a bye weekend wasn't it uh yeah the cowboys had a bye week this week yeah well going off the statistics you were uh three of 12 no you you lost three i lost you, three not nine to nine of 12 if you want to look at that is you that how nine and three huh you mean i'm nine and three nine and three i guess nine and mean. three for the week so far because there were 12 games. Yeah, there was 12 games. Yeah, there was so 12 far. games. So the Browns did, in fact, beat the Broncos by a field goal. But still, um, I totally shit the bed on Carolina and New York. Carolina went in there and couldn't even put a 
couldn't couldn't break the the plane of the end zone. They it was twenty five to three New York. Yeah. Um, the the Patriots got their first home win of the season in their twelfth straight against the Jets, beating New York fifty four to thirteen. Yeah, but it's the Jets. It is the Jets. I called this game, Tennessee and Kansas City, twenty seven to three Tennessee. I called that game. I said Tennessee was going to beat the Chiefs, and they did. I'm happy yeah. about that one. Huh? I. It's weird for me because I know, okay, this is how the, I remember this happening. This is the only thing I remember happening. I, I remember Houston Oilers going to Tennessee. Then they changed the name from, to Tennessee Titans. Yeah. And then Houston went back and said, we want we still want a team. So they went in the Houston Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny, Texans. which is really funny is, is the only way to get, uh, uh, for a long time, the only way to get any of the, uh, Houston Texans gear mm-hmm. is to go to Houston. But all I'm around my girlfriend, here- whenever, <laughs> whenever we went to the Dallas game. Mm-hmm. They were they came up here to get me before we went down to Dallas, and they were like, "We need to find some cowboy stuff because they can't find cowboy stuff down there. It's all 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 Texans." Oddly enough, the name Texans was the original name of the Cowboys before the Cowboys became the Cowboys. Was it really? Yeah, they were the Dallas Texans. Hmm, weird. Uh, but uh. The team formerly known as the Redskins lost to the Green Bay Backers, like I said. Uh, the Falcons squeaked out a two-point win versus the Miami Dolphins. I called that game, too. Now, Cincinnati and There's Baltimore. There's a lot of shutdown games this, uh, this weekend. Yeah. Now, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, I told you that I was picking Baltimore just because of the record, right? And I said, I really want to pick Baltimore. I want, I mean, uh, Cincinnati. I want to see Cincinnati win that game. So I was willing to take that L. The Bengals beat the Ravens at home in Baltimore, 41 to 17. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, that is a statement game. Not only did they beat the Ravens, but they took first place in the division over the Ravens. They've got the same record now at five and two. But now Cincinnati's got the tiebreaker because head to head, they've already beaten them once. So there's that. Um, the Lions, well, <laughs> them poor Lions, I'm telling you. It, the highlight with this game was Matthew Stafford was the Detroit quarterback for the longest time. He went to L.A. And um, uh, the quarterback for the, for the Lions used to be the uh, uh, Jeff Goff used to be the, the quarterback for the Rams. He went to the Super Bowl with the Rams. Well, granted, they lost. But he went to, he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Right? Lost. Mm-hmm. Lost that Super Bowl. And then, for whatever reason, the, 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 the relationship between him and the head coach just kind of broke down. So, L.A. and Detroit basically traded quarterbacks. And 
Yeah. Um, 28, 19 Rams on that one. Um, I did pick the Raiders over the Eagles and the Raiders are now five and two for the first time since 2016, when they finished 12 and four, uh, they beat the, the Eagles 33 to 22. Um, and then the Houston's lost big to the Cardinals, uh, 31 to five. Um, Arizona's seven and zero for the second time in team history, uh, dating all the way back to 1974. Um, the Buccaneers beat the crap out of the Chicago bears, 38 to three. Um, Tom Brady, first player in NFL history with six touch, 600 touchdown passes. Really? First one. First one. Um, now, with his 600 touchdown ball, the guy that re- caught the reception gave it to a fan in the stands. Awesome. A representative from the team went to that guy and negotiated a deal to get that ball back. They said, name anything you want. We'll get it for you. We just need that ball. And he's like, just give me a signed auto, you know, signed Tom, signed Tom Brady jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Like a game-worn Tom Brady jersey. And they were like, yeah, bet. We got that for you. The next day, this dude's getting raked over the coals by social media because they're saying he lost out potentially on as much as $500,000 because that's what that ball is now appraised at. Okay. Now, there's a flip side to this that nobody's really talking about. As a fan, if you catch one of these historic balls or, you know, some pike, some some piece of, of sporting history that's significant, Right, like a six hundred touchdown pass, or Mark McGuire's fucking sixty third home run ball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or the one from uh, Mister October. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, <laughs> from these, these pieces of sporting history memorabilia they surface on these auction route circuits, and they go for millions of dollars. Um, only problem with that is the irs i'll get into that in just a second because i'm going to preface it with this there's a guy in new york he saved and saved all year to come to a game and the one game that he came to was when Derek jeter got his 3000th hit and it would just happen to be a home run right Mm -hmm. this guy caught it and it's not like this guy was asking for tens of thousands of dollars or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. He asked for some autographed memorabilia and some season tickets, right? So basically what ended up happening is that Derek Jeter was somebody from the team, gave Derek Jeter a fucking Sharpie and said, hey, sign these baseball cards, this jersey, this bat, this ball, and, uh, you know, we're going to give this memorabilia to this guy. We're going to give him some season tickets. Here's your 3,000th ball, right? <clears throat> the IRS went after this guy because they considered everything that he had received that was autographed as income. What the it was valued. The, 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 mem- the, the merchandise that was autographed along with the season tickets that was given to this guy, market value probably around probably around uh, well closer to 2500 to $3000 at the time okay mm-hmm. 
That's just the memorabilia. That wasn't counting the season tickets. My mistake. The IRS went and looked at it and said, hey, look, okay, so he received this. And this is what this stuff is appraised at. He didn't pay taxes on this. They sent him a bill. I would have sued the bill. fuck out of him. He didn't claim it. He didn't claim it as income. So you they can't. Said, oh, well, okay. I, I, I know where you're going with it, but to make my argument, to make my point about the guy with this, the, the 600 touchdown pass ball from Tom Brady. Yeah, he could have asked the moon and gotten potentially $500,000. He could have even taken that ball and had it certified and had it auctioned off and gotten maybe a couple of million for it. Yeah. But he would have had to pay taxes on that, uh, on that couple of million. Whatever it was, you're, I mean, you're probably looking at 47% right off the top going to Uncle Sam. Yeah. Okay. Why? You know, and now, now, now you, you, you're, you're, you're looking at missing out on something a little bit more intangible. Okay. For, for me. And I and I and, and and you can sit there and try to spin it all you want, or the people listening can sit there and try to spin it all you want. If you're put in that position, yeah, I mean, your first reaction is to be like, yeah, "How much money can I get from this?" But then you get those people that I mean, this guy, where his seats were, odds are he's probably a season ticket holder anyway, right? Because he was in the end zone, first row, bam, right there. So. He probably didn't care about getting his season tickets renewed. Who cares, right? I mean, he, he's got enough money to where he doesn't have to worry about it. He buys his own damn tickets, right? All he wanted was just an autographed jersey from the GOAT. Maybe a game-worn jersey autographed by Tom Brady himself. See, Pretty simple request. Here, here's the even, even better way to do it is you have Tom Brady sign it, and if they say – you you can blah blah uh, name your price and we'll pay for it. I was like, how about this? You can rent it from me. It's still taxable income. It might be taxable income, but if you set set the renting for like, I mean, now I don't know if that bill is passed for the six hundred dollars, which it hasn't yet. Well. But you can do it like $9,000, and they can't. It's tactical income, but technically you don't have to claim it if you don't want to. Yeah, there's a lot of loopholes in the tax law. Or, or, or you could say – or you could do this is you can say, hey, I'm going to uh, let you have this on loan. It's, I, I want something that's going to be part of my family. And you can have it as a donation of uh, – that so you can get like a little plaque you can donate like the ball but by donating it you are relinquishing ownership of it okay i get where you're going with it but as a fan this guy is i mean if you're going to spend money to buy season tickets for a team you're going to be a fan of that team and it's going to be something that you're invested in like for example let's just say that Like I go to a game at Fenway Park, okay, and let's just say that I don't know, I'm just pulling names out of out of thin air here. Um, 
just say that J.D. Martinez goes in there and he hits his 300th home run at Fenway Park. I happen to be the one guy that catches it. He wants that ball back. So they're going to send an attendant to come up there and talk to me. And they're going to be like, hey, Mr. Martinez would like that ball. What what are you willing to add? You know, are you willing to give it to us? Or, you know, is there something that you want in exchange for it? Okay, well, I'll keep my demands really simple. Okay. I want to go into the clubhouse and I want to meet him after the game. And I want to sit down and just kind of talk with him for a little bit, just to kind of chill out. And yeah, I would like an autographed jersey. Because, you know, at the end of the day, as a fan, you know, you want to be able to make it's it's anybody in every i mean it's every sports fan's dream to make an impact on the game that they love the most right and and whether it's as a player or you know whatever right you want to you want to have something that's impactful so and yeah you're going to catch a lot of hate from people out there on the interweb but you know what screw those guys i mean they're they're they didn't spend the money to buy the seat that that ball just happened to land at you were in the right place at the right time. There's a lot of people that do uh, uh, a uh, if that was me, if I did this, I'm like, you know what? I was like, when I met, we can all sit back and ponder the question. What if? Yes. I get that. Well, what what happened with me? With the guy with this, with this Brady Jersey. Well, what what happened with me is when, uh, when I went to go uh, meet Stan Lee, I was like, dad, the only thing that you need to do is give him an army challenge point. And you'll make his day. That that was the only thing I wanted. I wanted him to make his day. And as soon as he gave him the army coin and everything like that, he didn't notice it at first. And then when when he noticed what it was, he's like, "Oh, thank you very much. This is this is so great. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for your service. Blah blah blah." And he's like, "No, that that's for you. Thank you for your service because you're a World War II vet, and I'm mean, like to honor you of that." yes you you did great things in comic books and everything like that but thank you for your service and he 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 literally had a tear yeah see it's it's the little things like that exactly that you know you want to make that impact so i don't have to break it down for you because you understand albeit it's it's a different uh dynamic but still you understand the principle of what i was trying to get across here so this guy asking for an autographed brady jersey for, for that 600 touchdown ball, dude. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Could he have made more money off of it? Yeah, absolutely. He could have, but I think at the time, the guy was probably just thinking, you know what? I'm going to get a chance to actually meet Tom Brady and I'm going to get an autograph Jersey out of it. And he gets something that's special to him back. You know what? Yeah, we're going to do that because I tell you what, at the end of the day, at the end of his career, of all the trophies and all the accolades that Tom Brady is going to eventually receive, rack up, and accumulate, he's going to look back at those little moments that meant the most to him over the course of his career. And he's going to look back, and it's very possible that he's going to look back at the touchdown number 600. And he's going to see, he's going to see the ball sitting in a trophy case or seeing a ball you know, it, you know, in a display case or something, you know, it, or maybe go to Canton one day where the football hall of fame is, and he's going to see that ball enshrined permanently. Yeah. You know, and he's going to remember that fan. He's going to remember that guy. 
that guy at that particular juncture in history decided to make a more impactful, uh, you know, gesture than asking for something is, 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 and to be honest with you, as fleeting as money, you know, I mean, you can sit there and joke all you want. Like, oh man, I was going to ask the mint for this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, who are you hurting? I mean, you're doing more than just making yourself look like a greedy ass. You're, you're hurting the sport. Yeah. Well, there's that thing from uh, Conan the Barbarian. I mean, if you actually think about it, 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 it pertained to his daughter. He's like, uh, was it? Uh, sometimes uh, gold loses its luster. Diamonds loses its sparkle. The only thing is, is the love of your uh, child. There you and, go. And that that just pro- pertains to uh, anything that you actually care about in life. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Saints are on the board three to seven right now. Three thirty or three fifteen left in the half. But um, you know, but th- th- there's another Tom Brady story from this weekend. Uh, there was a twelve year old kid in the stands that held up a sign that said, "Tom Brady helped me beat cancer." Oh, damn. And Tom Brady saw the sign. Kid had a Brady jersey on. So after the game, Tom Brady's running into the locker room. He goes up to the stands, up to the railing where that kid is sitting, and gives him the hat off of his head. Gives him a Buccaneers ball cap that he was wearing on the sideline and gives it to this kid. This kid breaks down in tears. That, that is gives just... the, you know, daps it out with him, gives him, you know, a little fist bump, hands him the hat. Because you know what? It, you know, everybody wants to sit there and into the past wanted to say, like, Tom Brady has no class because, you know, yes, he has been seen after losing a game, just walking off the field, not even talking to the other quarterback. But, you know, I think what we're seeing is – not only a more spry, agile, more youthful type Tom Brady, uh, we're seeing somebody who's becoming, who knows that they're having to take on this role of the elder statesman for the game. Um, Because a lot of the people that he has played with, a majority of the people that he has played with are now retired. And there are people that came into the league after he did that are already retired. He is coming in. This is his 22nd season in the NFL at a very high level. He has more Super Bowls than anybody, more Super Bowl MVPs than anybody, more rings than anybody, and he's only on his second team. He's the fourth quarterback to beat all 32 teams, or all 30 teams. He's the only quarterback in history now to have 600 touchdown passes. I mean, the guy is operating on so many different levels above the rest of us mere, mor- uh, mere mortals that it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, this is Tom Brady's world, and we're just, we're just, we're getting to watch him play in it, you know. And, I mean, he said, uh, was it earlier this week or last week, he said that he doesn't want to play till he's 50, although he thinks that he's physically capable of doing so. That's scary. That's absolutely blood curdling scary. What is the oldest, what's the oldest quarterback? Uh, the oldest quarterback was, uh, well, I mean, it's him now at 40, 40, 
44. Yeah, he's 44 years of, old. A lot of the players don't go past like 35, 36. Uh, yeah, if that. I mean, 32, yeah. you're probably – look. I mean, there are some guys that put 20 years in the league, but they usually come in when they're like 19, 20, 21. But those guys are usually like special teams players or they're linemen. Oh, no, he isn't. It's uh, Adam Matthew Van- Venturia. Venturini? Venturini. Yeah, he played until he was 48. Yeah, he was a kicker, right? Uh, Adam Venturini? Yeah, he was a kicker for the Patriots, helped them win the 2000 Super Bowl. Or the 2001 Super Bowl against the Rams. Last Aww. second field goal. I'm still looking, still looking. Yeah. Yeah, he was a kicker. Yeah, see, I know that name, Adam Venaturini. I knew that name. Place um, kicker. Yeah, he, he kicked the winning field goal in the 2001 Super Bowl. Patriots versus the Rams. He played for 24 seasons with Patriots. In fact, I think Colts. he ended his career with the Baltimore Colts. I mean, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Colts yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, Tom Brady knows that. I'm not, saying that he's, he, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's playing on borrow time. I'm not saying that at all. Um, <clears throat> because. Just when you think that he's on his last legs and he's on his way out, he does something so inconceivably impossible that you just kind of be like, the dude has to be juicing, but he's not juicing. He comes up clean. He's just, he found the fountain of youth. Yeah. Dude, this guy, this guy, uh, all time leading scorer at 2,673 points. Yeah. Damn. That's because, I mean, you think about the number of extra points and field goals that that guy has kicked. Twenty, Yeah, God. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, man. It does, I mean, one in three points, I mean, point here, three points there. It adds up, man, over the course of a 20-something year career. But, um, you know, so, but with Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady being Tom Brady, man, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's his world. We're just we're we're lucky to get to 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 be a part of it. Um, the last game that I didn't pick correctly uh, last night, uh, Sunday night football, it was the Indianapolis Colts and San Francisco 49ers. I picked the 49ers to win that game. I couldn't have been any more wrong because it was raining. It was a shitty weather game. I mean, it was the type of game that football was supposed to be played in, right? Yeah. Um, the Colts won 30 to 18 last night against the 49ers. Uh, they just, they came out firing. I mean, out of all the, all the, the, the commentators and experts last night during the pregame for Sunday night football, um, all, but maybe a couple of people, all, but three of them picked the 49ers to win to include America at 74% of the poll. Right. Drew Brees, who's he, he was the quarterback for the Saints last year. Uh, he's now working for NBC uh, for their NFL stuff. Um, <laughs> he he picked a, he picked the Colts last night, and I'm just kind of like, ah, look at you, crazy old man. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I got my shit locked down. 
no, I couldn't have been more wrong. The Colts came out to play last night. I mean, they just, they punched the 49ers right in the mouth. Mm. I mean, absolutely just punched them in the mouth. Um, you know, cause it is Carson Wentz, the quarterback for the Colts. He was the Indianapolis Colt or not Indianapolis. He was the Philadelphia quarterback last year. And, uh, he just, he got tired of, I mean, he absolutely got tired of the way that Philadelphia was treating him. So, you know, he just decided to opt out for free agency, got picked up by the Colts uh, when Phillip Rivers decided he was going to retire at the end of the playoffs last year and, you know, made himself a nice little home in Indianapolis. And, you know, now he's trying to get out there and, um, you know, trying to help them win. So, you know, hey, good luck to that guy. But uh, there was uh, six teams that had a bye week this week. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, the L.A. Chargers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, Minnesota Vikings, and Dallas Cowboys. All of them were on. had a bye week this week, um, which was kind of cool because, I mean, we normally don't have a whole lot of teams. I mean, we usually got like three or four or, you know, two or three, two or four teams. It's always an even number. Um with a bye week. So we had six teams on a bye week this week. So there's a lot of people getting rest. Um, Steelers could definitely, definitely use it. Um, uh, the Bills, Bills are going to be scary, man. They really are. Um, the Chargers, I think the Chargers, their their defense is fast. Their offense, it's, it's respectable. But I think uh, the grind of a 16-week season, for these guys um it's going to catch up with them uh i i, I don't want to give them a whole lot of props right now just because um the jacks the jacksville jaguars they they've, they got their one and only win so far this year whenever they went to london for that game versus the dolphins um so look for them to come back with a little bit of a swagger thinking all right we got our first win out of the way well, now all you really did was just screw yourself out of the first round pick because it looks like Detroit's getting that. Um, uh, the Vikings uh, are going to be hosting the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night next week. So let me go ahead, pull up the week eight schedule. Let me get my handy dandy notebook out. Oh, okay. There it is. There it is. Okay. Helps if I'm a little bit more prepared for the show, you know. Um, All right. So here we go. Nerd Sports Week 8. All right, let's get into this. Um, this is going to be one of the marquee games. It's going to be um, – it's actually the Thursday night game this week. It's going to be the Green Bay Packers versus the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, I think that the Cardinals are going to actually end up winning that game. Um I know I may be jinxing them, 
Uh, I know that Aaron Rodgers is playing on a high level right now. Uh, he seems to be clicking a little bit better with uh, a lot of his receivers, including Deontay Adams. Um, but I don't know, man. They're playing in Arizona. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Arizona on that game. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the New York Jets. Can you? I'm going to give you a guess as to which way I'm going to lean on that one. Uh, you're going to have the New York Jets win because New York Jets are the awesomest team in the awesome in the world. So, so that's a no, right? No, yeah. it's no, it's a resounding no. And I knew you knew better. Um, <laughs> so you know, if I'm going to do a sarcastic thing, I'm going to do a Cincinnati is going to go. Thing. Cincinnati is going to win big on that one. Uh, the Colts are, they're, they're kind of, they're feeling a little bit spunky. You know, they went into San Francisco in the rain, but they're hosting the Titans next week. So Tennessee is going to beat the Colts. Um, it's not going to be a blowout game like it was for the Titans against the chiefs, but look for them to ride that momentum. Derek Henry is on a roll. This dude even threw a touchdown pass on Sunday. So, um, someone threw a touchdown pass. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you really fucking hard. Um, The LA Rams are going to go into Houston and they are going to beat the Texans. Um, It's going to be potentially a very bad week for sports. Well, it it was a bad week for news for sports because we only had like a couple of things. And and the one thing that we'll get to that in just a second. We'll get to that. um, Let me finish my picks. All right, fine. Let Let me finish my picks. Um, I pre- I'm predicting a very bad, a rough week. I'm not going to say bad. I'm just going to say it's going to be a rough week for sports in Houston. Um, the Texans are going to get the dog crap kicked out of them um, by the Rams. And the Astros are going to go down. Let's see here. Let me look here, because by the time Sunday rolls around, the World Series should tentatively be over with. Um, <laughs> come on internet here we go thank you very much all right so Game six, if necessary, is going to be on November 2nd. That's a Tuesday, right, next week. Mm -hmm. If the series comes back to Houston, I think the Astros are actually going to lose the World Series on November 2nd, game six. I'm going to call it Atlanta in six. I think that's going to be, I think that's a very doable thing. All right, so, but getting back to my point, it's going to be a rough week in Houston for sports because the Texans are going to get the dog snot kicked out of them. Of course, everybody's expecting that right now. And the Astros, they're going to break the hats by everybody around in the Houston area, and it's going to be glorious because if you look at the, you know, if you look at the Major League Baseball fan map for the United States right now as it relates to the World Series, yeah, I know I'm talking to you with a Boston accent. I'm doing that on purpose. Um the only orange dot representing any kind of Houston fan base is right there in Houston. Everything else is uh, Atlanta blue. 
So, you know, chop on, right? All right, anyways. Um, <clears throat> oh, that was rough. Um, Sunday, let's see here. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to be visiting the Dog Pound in Cleveland uh, to play the Browns. I'm trying to think here. You know what? I'm going to go and get to my gut here. I'm going to say Cleveland's going to take Pittsburgh. Um, well, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh, Eagles, again. Eagles. Yeah, Pittsburgh's coming off that bye week. But Baker Mayfield may, may be coming back for that game. He may be ready to play by, by next week. So it, you're looking at a, at a healthy Cleveland. You're looking at a rested uh, Pittsburgh. It's going to be a barn burn. It's going to be a shootout. But I think, I think Cleveland's going to take that game by field goal. And yeah. I... Okay. Um, Eagles are going to be visiting Detroit. And as much as I don't want to see Philadelphia win, um, you know what? No. No. Hear me out. I'm going to pick the Detroit Lions to get their first win of the season against the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is going to be why. This is what's going to end up happening. The Philadelphia Eagle fan base is going to call for the head of Jalen Hurts to be benched. They do not want him as their quarterback anymore, especially if he loses to the Lions. That's going to happen. Um, So you're basically wanting a curse on another player. Well, no, I'm not cursing the guy. But I'm just saying he's going to go out and he's going to have a rough week because Philadelphia is going to come in. They're going to think, okay, we've got this one in the bag. Their defense is going to come out lazy. Their offense is going to be showing up half-ass. And Detroit's going to have a chip on their shoulder. Detroit's going to have the chip on their shoulder because, uh, you know, they would have gone into L.A. I mean, they, they scored 19 or 20 points against the Rams. And they they did a they had a pretty good showing, even though they ended up eventually losing that game. They had themselves a really really good showing, and they've got some positives to build off of as far as like momentum is going to be concerned. So I think they're going to go into this game versus the Eagles. They're going to be a little bit more hot, you know, you know, better prepared. And I think they're really going to you know they're going to come in and they're going to surprise some people. They're going to be like the Detroit fan base is going to be sitting there in the stands going. No, who 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 mugged our team and took their uniforms? That's what it's going to be. But Philadelphia is going to rake their team over to the coals if they lose to the line. So just just kind of look for that. That's my upset pick of the week. Um, 49ers versus the Bears. You know, this one's a little rougher. Um, 49ers are going to go to Chicago. The Bears are going to be walking around with a chip on their shoulder because they just got shellacked by the Buccaneers. Their offense never saw the end zone. Um, I look for Jimmy Garofalo, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. I look for him to have a, bo- a bounce-back game, and I'm taking, I'm taking San Fran over Chicago. 
the game that celebrates mediocrity. Carolina Panthers are visiting Atlanta. Atlanta managed to pull off a win last week or this week. Um, albeit it was a, by a two-point margin. But um, And Carolina just got absolutely embarrassed in New York. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Atlanta. Atlanta is going to have this huge momentum going. And depending on how well the Braves are doing, the entire city is going to be up in arms there. I mean, they are going to be riding this huge high. And I think if the, if the, if the, if the Falcons were smart, they're going to jump on that wave and they're going to ride it for as long as they can. Um, I mean, when one area's team, uh, when, when an area team does well, the other ones just kind of pick up the pace a little bit. And it's just because they don't want to get left behind. I, yeah, I, mean, I can see that, you know? Um, so the next game we're looking at is Miami versus Buffalo. Well, with, and the fact that Miami's having to go up to Buffalo to play, it's not really going to play a whole lot into the equation other than the fact that you got a bunch of South Florida boys trying to go up there and play in the cold weather. But um, the Bills defense is going to rip Miami apart. So Buffalo won that one. Um, the Patriots are going to go to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. And... I hate to do this to Mac Jones, but the quarterback for New England, but I think the Chargers are going to take that one. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, it might be a, like a flip of a coin. That might be that's the game. Your... That's the game I want to be wrong on. That's that's the game I want to be wrong wrong on. So, um, Jacksonville versus Seattle. Um, Seattle's up at the half, but mm, man, that one's rough. That's a tough, a tough pick. You know what? I'm taking Seattle on that one. And then uh, the Washington and Denver. I'm going to take Washington on that one just because. I mean, they went into Green Bay and, and kind of got smacked around. Um, they, they, they held their own for the first half of the game where, I mean, they, they, they answered. I mean, Green Bay drove down on the opening drive, scored a touchdown. Washington came right back, marched right back down the field, scored a touchdown of their own. Um, I think they're going to make some adjustments from their game uh, that they that they just played, and they're going to look at the at the Broncos' defense, and they're going to be like, "Yeah, we can beat that." So I, I'm going to pick Washington on that one. Uh, Buccaneers versus the Saints. Normally, now if Drew Brees was playing, I would probably be favoring the the, the Saints on this one. But it's Jameis Winston. Yeah. The dude's a complete train wreck. Um, 
I'm going to take my boy Tom Brady and the Buccaneers over the Saints on that one. I really, really am. Uh, and then we got our Sunday night game with Dallas at Minnesota. I'm going to take Dallas all day on that one. Um, Dak Prescott's playing well. CeeDee Lamb, he's just he's got hands for days. Mari Cooper, he's getting himself in there. He's getting himself known. Uh, Ty, uh, Tavon Diggs, uh, their, their, their corner, um, the Dallas, uh, Dallas corner on the defense. He's got seven, eight, eight interceptions, seven or eight interceptions, uh, this year. Uh, I mean, there are some teams that don't have that much as a team. And he's got out there as an individual total. So, I mean, the defense is, I mean, they're going to be rested. Everybody's going to be coming back. They're going to be feeling pretty good, feeling pretty loose. They're going to go up into Minnesota and they're going to absolutely dominate. Um, so look for the Cowboys to kind of go away on that one big. Um, I'm even going to go as far as to say that the Cowboys are going to score at least 35 points in this game. So, um, <laughs> so, all right. Now I told you that normally you have like two to four teams on a pie. This yeah. week we've got two teams on a pie and it's the Ravens and the, and the Raiders. So, okay. so our Monday night game is the New York Giants and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, um, Patrick Mahomes got himself a bit of a concussion yesterday. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, so you saw his head go back after it came into contact with that guy's leg. Dude, uh, that was that was brutal. That was I, an I, MMA yeah. fight. I mean, he got up, and he had those concussion eyes. I mean, you know, like that where the fuck am I kind of shit. I mean, that it, he got his bell rung yesterday. Um that doesn't happen too often because they're wearing helmets, though, right? Well, <laughs> it doesn't help. Uh, I mean, I, I was mean, they had the it. They had it. They had to invent a new uh, foam padding stuff for uh, hockey players. Well, I mean, this is like the fifth or sixth generation of concussion protocol helmets. So I, I think mean, the helmets using just keep getting better and better. Stuff now. The what now? It, okay, they made a new product like probably around about five, six, seven years ago. Basically, it's this orange stuff. Uh, it, it's orange. And what it is, is it's pliable, but once pressure is put onto it, it becomes a solid really fast. Yeah. They made it uh, mainly for uh, hockey players. Yeah. Uh, the goal is- And I've seen those helmets with them in there. Um, it's like the Fast Attack 2 or the Fast 2 or something like that. I forget what they're called, but um, – Patrick Mahomes has got one of the newer helmets, so um, it just it, it depends on what his progression coming back from from the from the concussion protocol is going to be. Um, I mean, because he looked like he absolutely got his world rocked on that play. Um, God, I don't want to pick the Giants on this one. I really want to say that the Chiefs get their ship righted new york's just kind of flying high i mean they they managed to beat somebody at home this year um you know the giants are probably gonna win this one (sighs) do you say that now but i thought that they were gonna lose that yesterday they did they showed up to play um My pick can go both ways. Honestly, if Patrick Mahomes is not under center, 
I say the Giants are going to take that one. Just like if he's under center. But he's he's thrown a ton of interceptions so far this year. It's like he's just not having a good year. I'm not saying that they can't bounce back, but uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Chiefs anyway. I'm going to take the Chiefs on that one. That one's I'm I'm kind of going out on a, on a limb for that one, but uh, yeah, it. Yeah, that that's that that's my faith pick right there for the week. Um, yeah, I'll get these posted on our Facebook page uh, shortly before I go to bed tonight. So, um, well, you can do it. You can uh, you can hold off on it until like uh, Tuesday. Or well, as long as I get it done, yeah. I mean, uh, or as long Tuesday as or Wednesday. By, yeah, Wednesday at the latest. Yeah, because we've got that Thursday night game, um, but. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, uh, <clears throat> I'm getting ready for, uh, I mean, I one week, one week I yeah. go to Boston. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm getting excited, dude. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, dude, I'm so looking forward. Yeah, to you're, trip. you're, you're racked. I mean, we've already had yeah, dude, this I'm, conversation I'm, the word stoked doesn't even come close to the, it just, you're going through the five stages. Yeah, man. I like, I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. Um, I, I know that we got to get through this week first, you know, Thursday, Thursday night, I'm getting my boys um, that they, they don't have school in the morning. So uh, I think my youngest, he's got something going on in the morning. So I'll get him on Friday, but I get my 12 year old. I get Colin Thursday night throughout, you know, until the end of the weekend. Um so, I mean, I'm looking forward to that, spending time with my boys. Uh, but, yeah, dude, I'm I am 50 shades of excited about going to the, you know, going on this trip. Uh, just 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 the amount of things that we're going to do, the things that we're going to see, um, the stuff that we've got planned. Um, I'm excited, man. Plus, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's Boston, dude. And, and, you know, okay, so the show Cheers, right? Hold on a second. Uh, where'd the bait go? Okay, so I'm gonna put him on the camera as best I can, as best I can. I managed to find Sam Mayday Malone baseball cards. Really? And yes, that is Ted Danson right there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, that is out fucking standing. And then like this one, okay, this one looks like a legitimate baseball card. You could almost consider this one an error because Carla is in the background. Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting there going, you know what? Yeah, fine. Whatever. I mean, they even went as far as to like try to Photoshop some <laughs> and made it made her photoshopped onto the bench. Like there's a glove there and you could see shadows. I'm like, just sitting there going. They did some work on that. They they did some work on that card, man. You know, I'm just sitting there going like, I'm like, man, okay. That, that these are, these are pretty legit, man. I mean, it, it, it comes on pretty nice card stock. I mean, it's even got, it's even got the stats and crap like that on the back of the card. That, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude. I mean, the, 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 the amount of work that went into these, 
is kind of cool you know i mean it's i'm i you know for for we need to put one of those cards in the studio you know what i'll i'll uh i'll get a card holder for the for the for the uh the card with carla on it yeah and that'll be the one that i that i bring to the studio okay but uh yeah i've got these other ones man and it's just like i'm looking at them and i'm just like man that is so fucking cool sam alone and then uh you know i've got that problem with pop funkos um no you don't have a problem with the pop funkos i found i found the uh uh sam alone pop funko and and it was an it was an auction on ebay so i i vent i put in a bid on it i put it a max bid of twenty dollars dude i i won the bid for like five bucks yeah so i'm just sitting there going huh okay now let, let me let me go in here to my funko app real quick and sam alone Oh, well, you know what? I actually made money on it. I only paid five bucks for it. It's trending for nine. Sam made a Malone, and he's even holding a baseball. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my collection. Right now, dude. Um damn, my collection took a little bit of a hit. Good God. I lost like 200 bucks in the last month. Um, my collection wasn't sitting at 3,300 right now. It's at $3,190. So yeah, you know, it's, it's the long game. Um, my housekeeping style is best described as there, there appears to have been a struggle. (laughs) I I dig that man. I really do. That's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I'll get those picks put in, uh, by Wednesday. I'll, I'll try to get them in there tonight, honestly. Uh, but, uh, you know, past that, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's been a slow week for, for, for news as far as like, you know, the overall sporting world, but, uh, yeah, you know, cause I'm, we're, we're going to talk about that, uh, baseball closure stuff and you're like, nah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, okay, so the work stoppage thing. Yeah, you, you're right. Let me let me go ahead and pull up that article real quick because I want to address this. There is a very big problem in the American media where people want to report something without verifying all the facts just so that way they can say that they were the first ones to report on it. That doesn't happen. I think ESPN got too. real bad about it for years. Um, but this article that you sent me the link to is coming out of cbssports.com. Uh, Major League Baseball appears headed for his first work stoppage since 94-95, uh, the 94-95 player strike. Um, work stoppage beginning on December 2nd is almost a certain. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement, which I told you that's what it was about. The CBA is negotiated. Um, it's going to be nego- it's, It expires on December 1st. Um, neither side expects a new CBA to be hammered out before then. So when they're talking about a work stoppage dude, it's the off season, it is, it's the off season. Just don't expect any kind of like contracts to get signed until this new CBA is in place. So they're looking at, you know, they're, they're looking at trying to get this, um, 
you know, hammered out before spring training, obviously. Um, now, it, would it put a potential hamper on the uh, winter meetings in, Edward, in, in Orlando this year? Yeah, probably. Um, it's where a lot of owners um, get together and they negotiate deals they trade players they you know pick up free agents and stuff like that a lot of stuff it's called the hot stove season so you know a lot of a lot of moving parts are put into places and they're they're you know new homes are found for them during the winter meetings and it's really high profile stuff too you know so um will it have an effect on it maybe maybe not i'm not sure um baseball remembers what the fans did um, you know, what kind of a hit the sport took after the last work stoppage. Now the last work stoppage started, you know, again, 94, 95. Um, there was no world series in 1994. Hmm. There wasn't, um, because the, the season, when the season ended, playoffs didn't happen because the work stopped, you know, because of the strike player strike. Um, So, you know, it's, um, and it's something, man. I, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think the players or the owners are willing to do that to the sport again. Um, especially with the resurgence of, 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 you know, fans coming back to the stadiums finally after a year of being locked out. Um, I think a lot of that is going to be taken into consideration. Now, are there going to be some things that need to be hashed out as far as, uh, you know, uh, universal designated hitter for both leagues, uh, pitch count. I mean, not pitch count, pitch clocks. Um, they're going to, they're going to, uh, visit the idea of a robotic strike zone. Um, getting rid of the extra, extra runner or the runner in scoring position for extra innings. I absolutely hate that fucking rule. I do. I just think it's obnoxious. It's like, they they didn't institute that rule during the playoffs, and we had some of the best baseball that we've seen all year. You think they're going to uh, do something about the uh, the scoring from the twenty twenty uh, year for no. that that they got they should have gotten more it counting even though they did only like seven innings. <clears throat> I think that they're going to. If they're smart, they'll get away. They'll they'll do away with the seven inning double hitter games. Mm. I think they'll do that because um, they weren't that popular. I mean, they really weren't. The fans hated it. Players didn't like it. Uh, Madison Bumgarner he threw that no hitter, but it was a seven a seven run game. It wasn't considered a nine inning game by Major League Baseball standards, so they didn't count it as a no hitter. Um, Which I don't was think crap. Re- I don't think I don't. Yeah, it's crap. Don't get me wrong. It is absolute crap. He should. He, he didn't know. I don't think that they'll go back. I don't think that they'll go back and, and, and rule that and change the ruling on that game. I don't think they'll change it to a no hitter. Um, he just happened to pick a really bad day to throw in a, a no hitter. That's all there is to it. Pure, yeah. plain and simple. Um, and it sucks. I hate it for him. I really do. Uh, but at the end of the day, the rules were what they were, you know, at the time, just like the, you know, uh, uh, Andres Galarraga, uh, I think was his name. Anyways, Detroit, Detroit Tiger pitcher a couple of years ago, um, 
Jim Joyce booted the shit out of the final out call and cost this kid a perfect game. Um, replay showed that this guy was out all day long, got him by a foot and a half. And this Jim Joyce just, just kicked the shit out of this call. Um, and you know, cost this kid a perfect game. Um, they're never going to go back and change that to a perfect game. They won't just because the rules were what they were at the time. And if they had had instant replay or the, you know, the challenges like we do now mm-hmm. back then in, in Detroit would have challenged that. Yeah. That, that call would have gotten overturned. The kid would have had a perfect game. Um, but we didn't have those rules in place. So no, I mean, unfortunately he's going to have the perfect one hitter. That's, that's all he's ever going to have. Um, Cause he doesn't even play ball anymore. I mean, he's, he's out, but um, there's a lot of things that they need to address uh, for the CBA. Um, there's, I mean, I, I think there needs to be some pushback because, you know, you get a lot of these teams that they know their season's fucked. So they go out and tank it. I think there needs to be some repercussions for that. Go out and play. Go out and try to win a damn ball game. Pure, plain, and simple. Um, I mean, you just, when you choose to be not non-competitive, and you can, and you know, you get you get these kids that you call up from your farm system, and you start screwing with their major league service time. And you just keep them down in the minors, you know, without calling them up. And you can keep them for as long as you want in those minor league systems until you feel like you want to be competitive again. Then you call them back up. No, don't do that to those kids. Don't. Because you're going you're gonna to keep a lot of these kids down in the minor leagues past their prime. And by the time they get up to the show, the game's too fast for them. And you've just wasted a prospect and ruined somebody's career. Yeah. So uh, there needs to be some blowback on that. I mean, it's going to be a pretty long list of things that need to be addressed. But... I think ultimately they'll get that done because I think that the owners and the players association, both, they don't want to see what happened to the game at the end of that, that, that uh, work stoppage in 94, 95 happened to happen again, especially in today's day and time. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, it'll, the players union, somebody will file a motion, you know, file a lawsuit to have it taken to arbitration. And a federal arbiter will come into play. And, you know, it's unfortunate the federal government would have to get involved. But, and hopefully it doesn't get that far. Um, You know, I'd like to think that cooler heads are going to prevail here. Um, But uh, no, I don't, I don't think that work's going to stop per se, as far as like players being on the field. Well, I do, I think that there may be a lockout for that might last a day or two. Yeah, maybe, but they'll mean ultimately they'll reschedule those, those winter meetings. Um, you know, for all the general managers and owners to come together and a lot of the free agents to kind of all converge on one city um, and, you know, kind of hammer out the, the, the going-ons about the game of baseball. So um, a lot of these teams that have these free agents that they need to re-sign, I think they'll, they'll get those contracts pen and paper, you know, pen to ink, um, hammered out and ink will be dry way before December 1st. So I, I wonder how many hookers are going to be there. Bro. No, thank well, okay. Like for the Super Bowl, they always have the Yeah, but the winter meetings, the only way that the winter meetings even remotely get televised is if it's on the major league baseball on the MLB network. That's it. Oh, okay. 
Now, I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't go on, but it's definitely not going to be to the scale and scope that you would see for things like the world, you know, like, like the Super Bowl. Yeah. So no. Um, and besides that, you're a free agent and you're out there trying to get yourself a good lucrative contract to go play for, you know, go play baseball for whatever team that wants to pay you what you're willing to, you know, what you're wanting to ask for. I doubt very seriously the last thing that you're going to want to do is to put any of that in jeopardy by getting your stupid ass suspended by both Major League Baseball and the Players, players Union by going out and getting a hooker. Yeah. I mean, really. And then on top of that, running the risk of that hooker being underage, then what? You're looking at federal pen time. Your baseball career is effectively over. Oh, what was that one thing about? Uh, uh, what was it? It was like any uh, one of the coaches or something like that uh, doing uh, freaking incest. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! I'm not uh, joking. That that was one of the articles. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. I know we're running a little bit farther than we usually do. Uh, um, this one came up. That was 2012. This one's 2018, which is, what is this one? Oh, that's a legal ad. Um, nothing current. Yeah, nothing current at all. Zip, no, zip, it smile. wasn't a current. I guess, man, when I put up sports news, it was I, a wrestling coach back in 2012. <clears throat> I'm looking at 2018. No, um, but it, it's. Yeah, 2016, 2018. Nothing here recently. No. I guess it came on the feed when I put it came on my feed when I did like searching for uh sports news. I don't if know. Infest is coming up on your feed when dude, I don't even want to know what is on your timeline. I just don't. I clear it so many times. Dude, it's bad enough. It's almost like it's almost like our Twitter got hijacked because I stopped looking at it because of the amount of porn that kept popping up on that Twitter timeline. I'm like, holy dog shit. Well, we'll probably just have to. I mean, I may end up the... taking it down and starting a new one. You might have to. <laughs> I was just like, holy crap. Yeah, you might I'm have to. I was just like, jeez. I, wow. I, 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 I couldn't. Yeah, no, I couldn't put my head, I couldn't wrap my head around it, but anyways, um, yeah, I, I don't really know a whole lot of anything else that's kind of going on right now. Um, I mean, everybody's gearing up for the World Series tomorrow, game one. I know that I'll, I know where I'll be. I'll be here watching it. Um, right now... Oh, that was another thing that uh, someone told me this. Uh, one of my coworkers said was uh, Black Rifle Coffee is now doing football commercials. 
Oh, you know if they are, they are. I mean, well, they're getting they're getting their football for the longest time. Honestly, for the longest time, uh, they they couldn't put their uh, commercials. Uh, they tried tried it for a couple of years, and they and because it was Black Rifle Coffee, it was yeah. Black Rifle, and they had uh, AR on there. They they wouldn't allow them to do it. I guess they're doing it now. I guess they came. They they either a put up a lot of more money than they uh, they normally would, or b they finally came down and said, you know what, maybe we got to stop being douchebags. Or they looked at it and said, God, you see how popular these guys are? We could really ride that train. Yeah, but I couldn't find the commercials. That's what's really messed up. Because he was like, man, this one one uh, guy's like, oh, you got a lightsaber prosthetic? And it was a prosthetic with his lightsaber. And I was like, no, I haven't seen that commercial. He's like, how are you not able to see that commercial? I was like, I don't know. I haven't seen that commercial. I I watch, I have everything. I was like, it's not on Matt. Uh, Matt Bess's uh thing it's not on jt's it's not on Matt, uh on uh black rifle coffee stuff yeah i'm watching this video here um okay so we had some technical difficulties with our with well not his mine my uh my recording equipment so uh yeah um the story with that guy the guy with the, the 600 ball he uh he, like i said dude he he doesn't want a whole lot he just wants yeah. to play around a golf. You know I mean? He got a game ball. He got a gift card. Um, I think that he needs to get that Jersey, but more than likely, I mean, if he gets to play around a golf with Tom Brady, I mean, come on, man, seriously. Yeah. The guy doesn't really care. I mean, he doesn't want a whole lot. I mean, he even said, I didn't drive there. So if I'd have tried to run away with the ball, he'd have to wait to, you know, wait, wait for his Uber to get there anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you know, which I thought was kind of humbling, but, uh, you know, I, I, I give a lot of respect and props to that guy. I mean, he he doesn't he just he doesn't want anything like lavish for free you know I mean you can tell I mean the guy he works at a hospital so I mean he works for what he has you know so yeah. I mean you can't you can't fault a guy for being blue collar like that so I mean props to that guy um, Byron Kennedy so props to you Mr Kennedy um, <laughs> we we take our hat off to you we you know, hold on we we do the uh, angry me. Hat, hat tip yeah so there, there we go. go we can do that we can uh, do the angry me hat tip yeah well um, <laughs> well i guess that's that's <laughs> so, it for the uh yeah. all right there we go see properly employed soundbite there you go um but uh yeah so uh i think we can go ahead and call it a wrap for this week um probably uh, maybe this weekend try to uh get a couple of episodes in the can for next week yeah unless you just plan on kind of well, shooting no i i told you the only thing that we're gonna do is a psychos and sociopaths one because i gotta do that okay with kurt i'm gonna do that wednesday that's right all set up and then uh monday night after i get down to houston um monday night or even tuesday night um tuesday night tuesday would be kind of like a early evening kind of a thing we can do it from my hotel um i we can do a zoom yeah i won't have my microphone with me Actually, you know what? I can do that. I can pack my soundboard um, and microphone. I just don't know if I want to bring my. No, I don't want to bring my boom mic. You it know, no, I can. Easy. I can just do. I can do it with my AirPods. Yeah, you just do it I, with your AirPods. It yeah, works, I'll just do it with my AirPods. Um, 
Just but make yeah, sure you, they, you have them charged. Yeah, yeah. No, trust me, that's that's happening. Um, yeah, I'll just do it with my AirPods. But uh, yeah, because I'm bringing the MacBook with me when I go to Boston. But uh, um, but yeah, we we can we can kind of do a short, you know, abbreviated kind of a Zoom uh, uh, episode next week. We can talk about the World Series, um, which it should be concluded by then uh with the atlanta braves listening or lifting the commissioner's trophy and parading it around downtown atlanta hopefully <laughs> under armed guard because if you stop too long at a stoplight in atlanta your shit's going to roll away on blocks um <laughs> and i'm not i'm not being racist that's just me giving an entire shitty city shit because i mean with the exception of the braves winning the world series like 20 something years ago uh this city, if they manage to pull it off and beat the Astros in the World Series, the city is going to burn itself to the ground. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you think Sherman's march all the way through 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 the South was bad at the end of the Civil War when he just razed everything to the ground was bad? No, 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 no. no. This will be an internal job. This will be the complete inside job. Um, but all seriousness aside, uh, yeah, I mean, picking the Braves to win on that, but uh, yeah, we'll. we'll We'll get we'll get our programming squirt, squirt away. Uh, we will make sure that our listening audience and our our, our angry faithful. That is what we do. Dude, angry, angry faithful. faithful. Yeah, there yeah. you go. The angry faithful. So look at y'all. Maria was right. is the super fan, and then we've got our angry faithful. Um, we'll make sure that we take care of the angry faithful, and uh, you know we'll 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 get y'all squared away. So, but uh, until next time, I'm Johnny Skelton, and I'm David Dickerman. We will see you guys later. All right.